What's up, everybody? How are you? Welcome to uh, another episode of Twisted. I've discovered this app, right, called Datpiff, D-A-T-P-I-F-F dot com. And it's basically where you can get all the remixes and mashups of your favorite songs. And that song, obviously, was Biggie Smalls and Jimi Hendrix. It's called the Biggie Hendrix Experience. Experience. So... Enjoy it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Twisted. Happy to be here. Back in Las Vegas. This is like the third time I'm trying this episode. So, you know, never give up. Believe in yourself. I'm here uh, in my hotel room. My good friend Diaz Mackey's crashing over there. He's, he was nice enough to come out and do the show. Check out his stuff. He's always working hard. He's hilarious. Yeah, at Diaz Mackey, like a grown-ass man, Okay. I'm uh, sitting here in the room watching television. There's so much sports on right now. I'm doing this on Saturday. There's so much sports on right now. There's the Olympics. There is the Hall of Fame introduction to the NFL. There is the UFC. There's baseball. It's it's crazy. I don't, what, what are you watching? I, don't, I can't watch any of it. I'm trying to find the UFC fights. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. So I'm in Vegas. Have a great time. We're doing an eye show. As you know, we do it every Friday and Saturday night. At the Sin City Theater, uh, it's been going well. We had a we had a fun show last night. Every, the shows are always growing every week, and hopefully they'll only get better. You know, it was a, a definitely a weird crowd. I'll be honest with you. We've had a we've done seven shows. Five of them have been the most amazing shows we've ever had, and two of them were definitely interesting shows. I'm going to be honest with you. Just sometimes people come to comedy shows and they don't want to laugh. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's so interesting. I do not understand. People go to comedy shows and don't want to laugh. That's like going to a strip bar, ask for a lap dance, and just playing defense the whole time. What are we doing? It's ridiculous. It's, come on, man, I'm up here. I'm slinging quality comedy dick up here. I'm slinging it. People loving it. And then just some people just staring at me. And the woman who liked me the most was just like this really big chick who's wearing a bright orange muumuu. And she, she was cool. She was liking me, but I couldn't make fun of her because she was like one of the few people actually loving the show last night. I do not get it. I do not get it. But tonight's another night. Super excited. 11 p.m. Plant Hollywood in the Sin City Theater. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's definitely always interesting. I'll tell you that. Vegas is great. I love everything about Vegas. I love the people. I love, I just love the, I just, I like the desert. Vegas is great. Just, it's a heat. It's a hot, they call it dry heat. I call it fire. It's like 116 out. I can handle it because I got air conditioning. What did like settlers do? How did the horses not all die going out here? Like it's 116. What is going on? I saw cars dying, brand new cars dying on the road, a paved road from L.A. to Vegas, and cars were dying. Last week, there were 20 of them, 20 cars on the side of the road. Next, the week before that, two car, two Mack trucks set on fire. It's like Mad Max and Terror Dome. It's so weird, man. It's like 
people just dying on the side of the road. It's almost like when you watch National Geographic and the water buffalo try to get through the water, and there's always an alligator or a tiger just attacks them. That's like driving from L.A. to Vegas. It's like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? So we get out here, and I love Vegas. I love I love playing Hollywood. It's a really nice hotel. They put me in a great room. It's really nice. I finally got a good view. It's a lot of fun. You know, Jeffrey Lopez or Britney Spears here, so there's always hot chicks walking around with ha- no clothes on. <laughs> Drunk as fuck. Drunk as fuck. It was so funny, dude. Yesterday, I get here, I'm going to my room, and there's a girl who is just pure shit-faced. Just pure shit-faced. Like, you ever see someone so drunk, they're cross-eyed? Just straight cross-eyed. And everywhere, I'm going to the elevators, and there's like three elevators on each side of of the hallway. And uh, no matter where I move, this woman follows me. So I'm getting, I'm like, what is going on here? So I go to walk away, and she's like, I'm just following you, just shit face. I'm like, where are you trying to go? It's like, I'm trying to find the lobby. My friend is passed out drunk, and she can't get her keys in the room. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can't handle your liquor, lady. You shouldn't get that fucking drunk anywhere except for home. Like home, you can get blackout drunk because you're going to wake up at home. You don't know where you're going to wake up when you're blackout drunk in the middle of fucking nowhere. So I'm like, okay, where are you trying to go? She goes, the lobby. And I just start watching. She's like, I'm going to follow you. I'm like, okay. So he follows me. And, you know, I mean, she's shit-faced. And I am proud to announce that I did not rape her. Yes, look at me. Who's a gentleman, huh? I took this nice drunk chick, got her to the lobby, left her there for somebody else to rape. Who's a nice guy? This guy right here, taking care of ladies. She's probably dead by now. She's probably dead, but you know what? She didn't die on my watch because I'm a fucking hero. I'm, I'm a ladies' man. I'm pro-women. That girl was drunk. She... Could have gotten weird. Did it? No, because I believe no means no. And uh, I'm wasted means no, too. So that's fun. I do like Vegas. One thing about Vegas that's changed since I went to school out here is uh, the proliferation of hookers. They're everywhere. And they you can always I can always tell when they're hookers because they're looking at me. They're always when they look at you never see a girl who looks at you hard. It's like not natural. It's like, mm, they look like horny raptors, Just like little horny, horny dinosaurs looking to eat your soul. They're everywhere. It's unbelievable. I think for every three regular woman, women, there's a hooker out here. It's unbelievable. They're everywhere. So, but it's been fun, man. I've, uh, I've enjoyed it out here. It's been fun doing this. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. We shall see uh, what I want to tell you about my life. Okay, yeah, a uh, couple of good things going on. The Punch Drunk Sports podcast channels slowly moving forward. We just added Ian Bag. Very excited of that to a stable of great comics. So I'm working really hard on that. Uh, what else is going on? Just a lot of great stuff, dude. A lot of great stuff. Lots of stuff going on in uh, Hollywood. I'm very excited about. But there's something I found out that I didn't really know about, and that's. Uh, Lawyer hell. Like when you pitch a project in Vegas, I mean in L.A., 
You go, you work for about a month on this treatment of a TV show. You come out the side and you work on a month, two months, just hone it out. You and whoever you're working with, they, you, you, you punch it up, you, you trim it down, you punch it up. You have your friends look at they give you advice, you, you bang it out. and it's, uh, You work your ass off, you have to pay somebody the, uh, a couple anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to a thousand bucks to make you a sizzle reel to show what you're trying to do right and then you present it and then and then when you present it uh, you pitch a show it's it's amazing anything even gets on tv it really is amazing that anything even gets on television um you know i uh it's because when you go to pitch somebody, you don't actually know who you're pitching to most of the time. You might have heard them, your manager who set it up, they know who you're pitching to. But when you, but for the most part, you don't know who they are. And you don't know what kind of day they're having. You don't know if maybe they're having their, 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 their boyfriend or their girlfriend just cheated on them or they're hungover or they're just in having a miserable day and you're pitching a show and like, you just don't know. You've worked two months on this thing and you go to pitch this person and they, they're just having a horrible day and they don't want to hear you. And all that work goes... <laughs> it's terrible. It's, 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 it's amazing anything even gets on television. It's amazing. I have something at Comedy Central right now that I'm excited about. I have a couple other projects that are slowly moving forward, but... Once you sell, let's say you get you get through everything. You get uh, you pitch it to your manager. He likes it. Uh, he sets up a couple meetings. You, you get this meeting. You pitch it to them. They like it. Okay, and they might get you right there, or they might not even. They might tell you, you might not hear for a month whether they like it. They like it. Okay, so now what's the next thing you do? Now your lawyer has to talk to their lawyer, and this is what we call lawyer hell. You're stuck in lawyer hell. It is literally, you could be in lawyer hell. I have two projects right now. I'm not lying to you when I tell you. I've been in lawyer hell with them. One project's been four months. The other project's been over six months of lawyer hell. Lawyer hell, just everybody just, you know, and it's nobody's fault. It's just like you got to work the details out. But nobody's, nobody's, nobody's in a hurry to get it done. Because, you know, I have my, uh, I have my entertainment lawyer and he's excellent. You know, he's a great guy. He's doing a great job. He's got a bunch of clients. He's got a whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, who knows how many clients. And 20, 30, 40 clients he has to represent. And, you know, then the lawyer that he's negotiating with, they have uh, whatever network, the HaHa network, right? The HaHa network is, is always trying to develop new shows. So that lawyer is dealing with tons of projects over there. So they got to find time to coordinate your project with their project around all their other projects. So it could take like anywhere from six months to a year. I talked to a guy who just got a show on Comedy Central. He said from the moment they greenlit it to the moment he actually got, the moment they they were interested in the project to the moment they were told they were gonna shoot a pilot was a year. How crazy is that? But it's just part of the gig, man. That's crazy time, crazy time. So that's going good. Got a lot of stuff going on. Got the Naughty Show. It's moving forward. Super stoked about that. Wanted to talk to you about uh, this thing I just went through. Uh, I just, I, I got, 
a new car, at least a new car. I've never leased before. I've always been an owner. I like Mitsubishis. I drive Mitsubishis. They treat me very, very well. I've been driving them for about 10 years now. Um, I, I was given, uh, my girlfriend had a car. She got a new car. She gave me her old car. So I got to drive this really nice Mitsubishi. It was a, a black Mitsubishi Montero. It was a big old car. It was a big-ass car, and it was fun to drive. And uh, I was driving that for a while, and then Dana, my girlfriend, got a black Cadillac, and I ended up crashing that, and then I ended up crashing the Montero, too. The Montero wasn't my fault, but the Cadillac was definitely my fault, okay? So I, I crashed two of her cars. I feel awful about this. I've always felt awful, but I owe an amends. I feel really bad. So I, I've always wanted to get her a car back. I always wanted to make this amends to her, get her a car back. So basically, two weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, we're about to come to Vegas. I have a non, I have a Outlander I bought four years ago, and I go to use the electric lock key, and it won't open. So I can't do that. So now I have to physically open the car, which I don't mind, except for the fact that on the Montero, I mean on the Outlander, you can't lock the back door, basically the trunk of this car, without the electric key. So my trunk is always unlocked now, and I don't want to go to Vegas with my car unlocked. People can get in that shit. So I... So I... um, I have to go to Mont. We have to drive to Vegas. I have to stop at Mitsubishi Glendale to get my car fixed, right? To get the key reprogrammed so it will lock my back door. So I pull in. They say they're going to take a look at it, man. As we're there, I'm like, I wonder how much to lease a new car would be, and maybe I could get Dana a new car because I actually have decent credit now. I've been paying $500 a month for that on that. Outlander, plus these credit cards have been paying off. I actually got my credit to be pretty fucking good. So they tell me, like, yeah, I got great credit. I could, they could actually make a deal with me. So I'm like, okay, cool. So as, as I'm telling him that, these, this guy who's working on my car comes back and tells me it's going to be $120 to program my key. I'm like, fuck, what? To program a key? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, fuck it. Program the key. So he goes away, comes back another five minutes. We can't program your key. Because everybody there is Armenian. We can't program your keys, bro. You've got bad battery. I'm like, what? He's like, your battery is bad. It won't let us program your, car, your, your, your keys. I go, so what does that mean? He goes, you have to get a new battery. I'm like, how much is the battery? $199. I'm like, what? Yeah, bro. I got to, you got to get the battery to program keys. So they want to charge me $199. Dollars for the for the uh, battery, and then they wanted to charge me another one twenty to program the key. So I'm looking at a three hundred and thirty minimum. No tax. That's not including tax, not labor, anything. Three twenty just to be able to lock the back of my car. So Dana and I, they, they tell me I can get a really good deal, I, like a really good deal on two cars, uh, the new Outlander, and I forget what was the other car. But it's a, it's a really small Mitsubishi. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So we talk to them. They run their credit. And they're basically like, yeah, dude, 
we can get you any of these cars for less than 600 bucks. I'm like, holy shit, let's fucking do it. My, my one payment on my one car is 500 Why not? So I go, listen, we're running the Vegas because we can't buy the cars right now. We're running the Vegas. We'll be back on Sunday. Dan's like, we're going to call these guys on Sunday and have the deal set up so we can just walk in, sign the papers, and go. I'm like, okay, good. So we're about to leave. Uh, and the, the guy who wants to basically give me a new battery comes out. I go, listen, I don't need the battery now. We're just going to turn our cars in. He's like, oh, okay, that's cool. So he gives me the keys. We jump in the car. We drive all the way to Vegas. In Las Vegas, we drive through the heat. It's 116 degrees. Cars are dying on the side of the street. There is uh, literally like, there is, there's uh, trucks pull. It's like, okay, I, I've never seen. The over and under is literally 20 cars on the side of the road. And I'm going to take the over on cars that just died on the, in the desert on the way to Vegas. So we get to Vegas. We pull into this CVS. I run in, I grab some stuff. I go back in the park. I can't start my car. I can't start the car. The car won't even turn over. It's just dead. I'm like, these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers fucked in my car. So I go and I'm like, shit. I, I get my jumper cables out. I put my hood up and people are just walking by. By the way, if you want to lose faith in your fellow man, try to get somebody to jump your fucking car. You ever done that? Good luck. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, man. We're sitting there for 45 minutes. Anyone jump a car? I can't, I can't. Running off, running off. I don't know where this chick who works at, uh, uh, what's the name of the strip club? Olympic Gardens. Olympic Gardens Strip Club. She's like a, uh, like a, I don't know, like a coat check girl or something like that. I don't know if she walks around with candy. I don't even know. By the way, my fallout plan, if this career doesn't work out and it looks like it's not, is to sell candy and strip our bathrooms. That seems to be my plan. So I go, uh, she goes, you want to jump? She jumps my car. It starts. So we bring it to the hotel. We bring it to the hotel. They park the car. We don't use it for two days. We go to start it before we leave to go back. And the car just fucking starts. We're like, holy shit, what the fuck was wrong with it? And I think it was the heat was so bad that we couldn't get, uh, like, just didn't want to start. So we... We, we pull up to a gas station. We're like, we're going to pump gas, full tank, and hope this car starts again. We pump the gas, turn the key, the car starts. Holy shit. We drive all the way from Vegas to L.A. It's about four and a half drive nonstop. We do not stop one time to eat, to do nothing. But we, yeah, we do drive through. We do in and out drive through. But that's it. We don't turn the car off. We just fucking drive. We tell them we're coming in. They're getting the cars ready. We pull in. We realize the car's dirty. So we go to get the car wash at an all-Armenian car wash, which is really weird because most car washes, it's weird to see Armenians cleaning cars. It's just weird. They're usually doctors and lawyers or, like, just weird mob dudes. Like, Armenians are, like, they're either doctors, lawyers, or just, like, somehow involved in uh, syndicated crime. That seems to be it. So, like, they're always in track suits with, like, really weird gaudy shoes on. Like, really weird gaudy, like, third world hookah bar owner shoes. So we go, we get the car, they pull the car through, they wash it, they turn it off. We go to start it, it won't start. Like, fuck, we're so close. 
They bring out a jumper. They jump it. It starts. We drive it over there. We just keep the car on as we're negotiating. So we will pull into this this Mitsubishi. That happens being Glendale. We pull in there, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell these guys I'm, I'm, I'm Armenian. So they know I'm part of the tribe. That's what you do. You let your people know you're one of them, take care of you, and that's what they're supposed to do. Whenever I tell people I'm Armenian, they always go, oh, is your name Tripoli? That's not Armenian. I have to go through Ancestry.com to explain how I'm Armenian, which is my mother's Bedorian, her mother's blah, 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 you know. So we go through this whole thing, right? And uh, I explain to them all this stuff. And uh, they finally go, oh, so you all know me. All right, all right, all right. So we start going through it, and uh, we start negotiating, right? We, we, we want this blue car, this Outlander in blue. They told us they'd give it to us. We get there, they do the classic, oh, we don't have it. What do you mean? They go, oh, we sold it yesterday. I go, are you fucking, that's classic bait and switch, man. I'm Armenian. What are you doing? You're doing this to your tribe. He's like... He's like, nope, bro, we get the way. We get you something. We get the same car, just with less stuff on it, if you want to. I'm like, okay, fine. So they couldn't find a blue car, and I wanted a blue car, so I, I'm going to sell for white. So we agree to these two cars, right? So now it's like getting them into the numbers. So we go to discuss um, numbers, and whenever I get to talk numbers, I always send uh, Dana in to do it. Dana is my girlfriend. She's Jewish. We do something called send in the Jew, right? And that's when we, and I just release the hounds. And she loves just talking numbers with people. Whenever I'm negotiating my gigs on the road or any of that stuff, Dana just goes in there and wrecks shop. Just wreck shop. And dude, she is going at these dudes and they are just like, they have fear in their eyes. She is lighting them up and they're trying to nickel them because she gets out all, she's like, look, it's women. Women know details. Guys don't give a shit about details. Women know details. They love to get all the, like, that's why they love coupons. They love all that stuff. They love deals. So they, so she gets out all their, their uh, stuff that's been mailed to us about their deals that they have to, at, 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 at the uh, car dealership that they're acting like they don't have. She has, you know, written proof of it. And she's negotiating down. They're going back and forth. And uh, so they agree to a number, and then we go get the car. And this is what happens every, every moment they tried to bait and switch. They tried to change the car on us. We'd agree on, like, an Outlander. they bring out less than an Outlander, like one below it. But it looks like it, but it's one below it. So we're like, what the fuck? It's, it took three hours, us negotiating car. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. I'm like, I'm Armenian. Why are you doing this to me? So, so three hours in. They want to go home. We want to get a car. They need us to buy a car. We need them to sell us a car. Because I know my car, my car is starting to break down. It's at 64,000 miles. It's starting to get wear and tear. I need to get a new car. So... We agree again, two cars. They, they, dude, we're taking pictures of the car to show them the difference in the two cars. That's what we're doing. That, it's like it's like a weird... I've never had this before where you argue with someone that you just want to buy something from and they want to give you something else. It's like the closest thing that has to be is like with hookers, right? 
you 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 buy you will buy a blowjob. They only want to give you a hand job or something along the lines of that. You're like, I paid for a blowjob. They're like, no, you only get a hand job. And now you're arguing. And now the cops are here. And now do you how do you explain you're yelling at this chick who you don't even know her real name? So you're I mean, I'm, we're screaming at each other. We are me and these Armenians are screaming at each other. So after about three and a half hours, they decide to send out the Armo hammer, the Armenian hammer. And she's he's like this little short Armenian guy looks kind of Armenian German. He comes out and he's just no bullshit guy. He's like, no, here's what happened. Here's what happened. You guys come here. You guys say you want deal. Then you just keep changing cars on us. Well, no, this is the deal. You get that car, that car for 630. So now he's told us we're buying two different cars than we agreed to. And now he has raised the price by $50 a month. And dude, something hit when he started yelling at me. Went deep into my Armenian DNA, like deep, like hit a special place that only hummus and hookah bars and, and white BMWs and track suits and system of a downs at, you know, just like deep in there. And I just went Armenian crazy. And like, you ever gotten so mad you just start screaming like a third world person where like you can't finish your sentence, you just yell out like, no, you stupid. No, I kill you. Just like weird, like. Just nouns and verbs. That's all you yell. Nothing else. Nouns. I kill you. That's it. Nouns and verbs. And I start screaming at this guy. And this fear comes over this, this guy's face. And he's like, okay, what do you want? And then we just argued. And I realized they were just testing my Armenianness. And I, I had to out-armo an Armenian. I had to go out-Armenian the Armenians. And I did it. And I finally got the two cars I wanted. I got two cars for the base of the price of one. I got it for two cars for five seventy. They paid off the ten grand that I owed on my old car. Now we agreed to miles, and this is where you get fucked. I don't know if anyone out there rents a car, leases a car. You lease a car, you get miles. They suck. Miles suck. Miles are like. Miles is like having a, a cell phone in the 90s where you're worried about your minutes. A lot of you young kids don't realize this shit with your unlimited data and your unlimited minutes. Back in the day, man, you hand somebody a phone, you, you give them a minute to talk. You'd be like, dude, I got minutes. Give me my phone back. Wrap it up. Man, you got to count your minutes. You know what's like counting minutes? It's horrible. You kids don't even know that about today. Now do it with a car. I got to carry car. I'm a, dude, after getting my car... Driving around fixing some stuff and coming out to Vegas, I'm almost a thousand miles into this thing, and I got that's week one. Week one. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna be able to see people. I'm not gonna be able to drive a car around. Oh, I'd love to come see you, but I'm out of miles. It's like what the fuck is that? It's ridiculous. So that's it. That was that was my big adventure. Um, so that was fun. Uh, real quick, I wanted to talk about one more thing. I wanted to talk about television. You guys watch that? What are you guys watching? You guys watching a lot of fun stuff? Uh, is anybody watching The Bachelor? I haven't watched it, but it just seems like a whole bunch of dudes are not watching The Bachelor. I don't know what that means. What are you watching for? Like, are guys into, like, date? I mean, like, it's just weird. I guess I'm just a weird guy. I don't get men... 
Like, I had a buddy of mine who used, in high school, used to watch soap operas because he used it to pick up chicks. Like, he'd want to talk soaps with them, and they'd look at him like, you're a dude, what are you talking soaps for? And it totally backfired on his face. He's like, I'd love to talk to you about it. He's like, no, go like creepy guy watching soap operas during the day. Go get a job. My buddy did that. But now it's like everybody's watching The Bachelor. Is it good? I don't know. Is it real? Definitely not. Does anybody care? It's just weird, right? Grown-ass men watching The Bachelor. It's like, what do you... What? Why are you into that? What's next? Romantic comedies? Are you that asshole? Are you the guy who goes to jump for Aniston movies? You Benedict Arnold? Can't stand that shit. What are we doing? As a species now, watching The Bachelor. By the way, The Bachelor and and a big big brother, big brother. That's when when aliens attack, that's what human be that, that that's what we're going to look like. We're going to be animals. In in our natural environment, human zoos. That's basically what the what the, the Big Brother is. Is a human zoo. That's all it is. You're just watching people. At, it's like that is reality television. It's just zoos, human zoos. That's all. You just watch people and you just hope for a little weird violence, get crazy. That's all you're doing. People watching is just watching people being zoos, being animals. It's just, it's just, what's it, voyeurism? You're just watching people like you're at the zoo. You know, all these, uh, the zoos have gotten crazy, right? Bunch of, bunch of animals attacking children, whether it's alligators in Florida or gorillas in Cincinnati. You know, you know, I blame this on Disney. That's who I blame it on. Disney and your goddamn movies. You're talking movies. You're, t- you're movies about talking animals. Make these kids think every animal wants to sing and dance with them. If I could walk with the animals, if I could talk with the animals, yeah, you're going to fucking die. That's going to happen. It's always some weird fucking... It's always something. It's like oh, a Pixar movie. It's, hey, everybody, me, Calvin the Cobra. Willie the Wolf. Betty the Black Widow. It's always some talking animal who's teaching you the virtues of life and giving you information. Like, animals in a Pixar movie are like black British people in a Guy Ritchie film. They always give you information you need to figure out your problem. That's what it is. And it's okay if you talk to black British people because I love black British people. I think black British people... I think God is a black British lesbian who DJs in heaven has the best coke. That's just my opinion. But you ain't stop telling the kids to fucking... Gotta tell them to stop talking to animals. Animals don't talk. They don't want to talk. They want to eat you. That's what they want to do. Okay? I'm just convinced that all children's entertainment just leads you to be an idiot drug addict. Coming from an idiot who did drugs. Okay, every cartoon is just basically like what it's like to drop Molly or do shrooms. That's all cartoons are. Hey kids, you want to know what it's like to drop Molly and do shrooms? Watch cartoons. SpongeBob SquarePants. Tell me that's not a giant acid trip. That's all morning cartoons are. Talking to animals in weird situation, tripping balls. 
Baby's first trip. That's all it is. Uh, one show in television I want to get into real quick is uh, The Night Of. That is the best show on television. HBO is so good. HBO is so good. When HBO does shows that they want everybody to watch and they're not just niche shows like uh, uh, Girls or, or uh, Looking, which are very niche audiences, you know, when they go for everybody, it's the best show on television. It's the best. The Night Of is the best show on television. It's about this this uh, Muslim kid. He's an Arab kid. I think he's Pakistani. Goes to jail. And it's like, did he commit this crime? Now, I don't want to give away too much. It's so... It's shot so fucking amazing. It's shot so amazing. It's like, it's like one of those shows where when HBO hits it, they knock it out of the park. I just don't want to give away all the plots, but it's so good. The shots, just like the shots just set such the environment so well. This kid is in a world of shit. In a world of shit. Imagine being a little emo fucker having to go to grown-ass man prison. Grown-ass man prison. That's fucking horrible. Worst place. Couldn't think about it. You guys got to check it out. You guys got to check it out. I just think it's fucking so good, dude. Oh, my God. And John Totoro in it is just amazing. The guy's such a quality actor. I mean, everything he plays is just the Jesus man and the Big Lebowski. Come on, man. I mean, that was, that was like, what, what, five lines? Knocked it out of the park. Should get an Oscar nomination for it. It's amazing. So that's all I want to. If you haven't seen... The night of, go check it out. Um, I just want to put this out and just have fun. I'm going to start doing this every uh, Wednesday. I also a huge announcement. I'm now doing a, sh- uh, a YouTube show with my buddy Justin Hodak and his fiancee, Joden Sweden, from uh, Fuller House. So I love you guys. Uh, that will be, I'm recording on Thursday. I don't know when it will be put out. It will probably record on Thursday, probably put it out the following week once they edit it all together. So check that out. Don't know the name for it. If you guys can think of any cool names, let me know. So uh, this is the uh, this is twisted. I just did thirty five minutes. Um, the International Bad Boys is getting its own feed, so you gotta look out for that. Get its own feed. Uh, it's just literally the internet. It's uh, SoundCloud.com backslash the International Bad Boys Hour. So um, check it out. Subscribe to that because that's where the uh, International Bad Boys episodes are going to be going. So that's about it. This is uh, Sick and Twisted. Um, I just want to say that thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I'd love to hear any uh, positive or negative. I'm just doing this on my iPhone because I just kind of want to like DIY this thing. You know, like really keep it simple. I don't want to go into the studio for like another day. I just want to rant and talk shit. And I hope you guys like it. And uh, so that's about it. I will uh, see you guys later. And I will talk to you soon, guys. Take care. Shoot. It's all in the truck, all that bigger than cheap.